Okay, welcome listeners to another <laughs> another joyous episode of Diggy's Dungeon. I'm not going to give this an episode number because, like, I don't know when I'm going to post it. This could go up any time. For context, I'm we're recording this just after the episode with Alex talking about his story in K-pop, and I've got another regular, the wonderful Gachi here. Uh, she can't usually make the show because of work commitments but uh, today we're doing a random other time slot so that she can and she's going to take me through her time in K-pop and so I'm going to get her in and we'll do that now Hello Gachi Hello How are you? Good, is my audio okay? I'm using my like actual mic and it's picking up fucking everything <laughs> <laughs> It seems okay How is it for everyone listening? I don't know, because sometimes uh, mics show up really quiet for no apparent reason, but let us know, listeners, how it sounds. Yeah. If it's fucked up, let me know. She says you're sounding Good. amazing. I'll take her word for it. Banshank says it's great. Okay, we'll go. We'll go with it. It's all good. Sick. So, Gachi, you're here so after biggie. a little while. I know. How are you? I've missed you. I'm okay. Missed the gang. Yeah, we've missed you more, I think. I know. I just want to like real quick just shout out um, like the whole community for just, you know, keeping me in the loop, especially you for like, you know, reaching out and trying to make things work around my garbage ass work schedule. And, you know, everybody's been reaching out and, and just saying really nice things. And I miss you guys. And I wish I could be here more often. But unfortunately, mm. work is hell. So, you know. Yep. That's the hell world we live in. But um, thank you for being here today, Gachi. We always love to have you here. I'll say that every time you're on until the end of time. We love having you here. <laughs> it's it's great. And today we're learning an awful lot more about you than we usually would. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm so sorry for anyone who expected like a real guest. <laughs> I, when you posted <laughs> it in the Discord, I was like, people are going to think you got Steven or something. <laughs> <laughs> you think Steven's ever doing another show to do with K-pop? I'm not sure about that one. <sighs> Probably not. But, you know, we can hope. Mm. we'll see I, I, I was kind of like I baited it like you know a very special guest in case anyone would be like oh have you got like an artist on or like like who have you got on but no it's it's the most special guest which is Gachi <laughs> come on yay surprise it's you know random K-pop idol number three <laughs> hey I think I think we'll take you over random K-pop idol number three hundred times out of a hundred it's true I can sing live Kind of. <laughs> Damn. Poorly. You're like a real anomaly in, in today's K-pop then. <laughs> so true. Oh, but anyway, let's um I suppose with any, without any further ado, we'll get straight into your K-pop origin story. Yeah. Awesome. Um so I tried to listen to Alex's episode to kind of see like how you wanted to like format this. So mm -hmm. um I guess the background is, is that my first brush with K-pop was, I would say, I don't know what year this came out, but it was before I actually got into K-pop, I used to be into So You Think You Can Dance or like mm. um, dancers in general, because you know, I'm always very choreography based and all of that. So I used to follow a lot of dancers and a lot of choreographers in the industry and two of LA's most premier choreographers were these guys named Kenny Wormald and Mishi Gabriel. 
And they, I used to take classes from them and such, and they were doing a new choreography for an artist we all know as Boa. Ooh. Um, Big name. Yeah, and it was for her her English album. I don't know if you remember her, like, Eat you up. English attempt. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so it was Eat You Up, and, like, the whole... I had seen that music video because they were in it. They were background dancing and everything. I'm sure you'll smash cut part of the video in here somewhere. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so I had seen Boa and I'd listened to that album and I remembered her from my senior year of high school. One of my classmates had done their senior the like their senior high school thesis on Boa. And I remember seeing her and just thinking, holy shit, that's a pop star. She's mm. so cool and so fun. And so I just kind of remembered that and I got into her from there. And that was like years before I even got into K-pop. And then it wasn't until... 2012 like late 2012 that i had really gotten into it um mm -hmm. i remember i had friends from hockey who were into like big bang and um a lot of my So You Think You Can Dance friends had gotten into K-pop, into like SNSD. of that nature so all the good ones i'd kind of yeah back in the day so i'd kind of gotten in through osmosis um but yeah so my first big dip was into like the K the 2012 like rookie class so obviously new east <laughs> who is very mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart. Um, EXO. B2B. I'm gonna be better. Tonight, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna be better. Tonight, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna be better. Tonight, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna be better. Tonight, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna be better
BAP. Just the whole incredible rookie class of 2012. Like, you can't get rookies like this anymore, No, you definitely can't. <laughs> and so I, my first song that I picked, I don't know if you want, do you want me to talk about it now or, like, play it first and then we'll talk more about it after? Um, you can give it, like, a little intro, then I'll play it. Yeah, so basically the reason I chose this one was because it was my very first K-pop comeback. Like, I don't think you ever forget your first comeback of a group that you actually like. Like I had gotten into all of these groups around the same time, but this was the first group that was putting out a new album when I was there to be a part of it. So like, this is one of the ones that I always remembered. So it is Vix's On and On. Here we go. We're back again We're back now. now. This is real fantasy. Oh, 
Ah, oh, you gotta love Vix always reminding me that in fourth gen I need therapy. La 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 therapy. I think we all need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the message. <laughs> oh, greatness. Yeah, so that's Vix. Um, I think in K-pop, you never really forget your first like ultimate bias and your first comeback. Like this was like I fell in love with Ken. Obviously, Ken was my very first ultimate bias. Like he was like everything back in the day. And then um, this was the first performance that I watched. Like every music show, I was tuning in for the performances. Like the lead up was so cool. I remember all the controversy for like the contacts were too scary and this group is, you know, <laughs> it's too scary for the kids and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was just so funny to me because I was like, God, man, they look cool. It's like fun. And um, I love like darker concepts and, you know, creepier stuff. And Vix kind of became that. Mm. And they were one of the first groups that I got to kind of watch rise from nothing. Like they came from like a nothing company, you know, no real, you know, viral member at the time and i got to watch them like come back by comeback grow and grow and grow until they eventually you know got their first win and built careers for themselves like out of nothing so it was like kind of a fun the fun part of like the k-pop like underdog journey so it was really cool to see them like you know come into their own and it was also fun to you know follow a group you know that was kind of around my age you know like back then they used when we were you know around 2012 we were all kind of the same age as the God, K-pop idols. It feels like such time, a long time ago you know? now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, you get into these new rookie groups and it's fun because they're all your age. You know, you can kind of relate to them more often. You know, it's you watch the variety shows and it's actually, you know, like fun and exciting. And it's kind of like the, represents the freshness and the newness of K-pop for mm-hmm. me, which is why I chose this one. Well, I think everyone would agree it's a great choice. <laughs> Do you remember your first K-pop comeback? Is that something Ooh. that you remember? The half the time I don't know if I'm remembering false memories when I remember this type of thing, though. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> there's every <laughs> chance that I just discovered it later and was like, oh, okay, it was that then. Because it was either Rom Pum 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 Or it was ring a ling a ling, ring a ling a ling. So uh, it's one of those two. <laughs> uh, I remember that one too. So, yeah, we got in about the same time then. I was like uh, middle of 2013 when I really got into it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013, I swear to God. And maybe it's the nostalgia, but like K-pop in 2013 was just so good. Mm. Yeah, kind of 2012 to like 2015 is like, whew, just heat everywhere. The golden years for sure. Yeah, insane. 
but uh yeah <laughs> there's like I, I there's a lot of stuff from back then that i'm like was that my first or did i just catch up on that first you know <laughs> like there's so much stuff oh from God. back then because when you first get into k-pop as well it's just like this endless rabbit hole that like <laughs> you look at one video and like 10 hours later you're there like what the fuck happened i'm still here <laughs> like you, you viewed everything and you're you like know? finding all of these fucking groups and i'll never forget my first mama awards i watched mama i think it was 2012 and I, the only group i knew was i knew who big bang was obviously and i remember seeing these guys sitting in the like the front row and they were dressed like fucking joker and bane <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is this and it was epic high of course <laughs> oh it was incredible and i was like oh these guys are legit oh we love them and then i remember exo did some um like collaboration stage with shiny and just being like oh yeah i remember shiny i had a co-worker who was obsessed with minho before i even knew who minho was and so i remember looking i'm like well which one's fucking minho <laughs> <Where is laughs> uh. so that was fun like trying to figure out who all these people were who i kind of knew through osmosis mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm thinking back now and i think yeah my first comeback was either those two i mentioned or the first one i remember being like fully invested in the hype for before it came out was EXO's Overdose. Because that was massive yeah, so at the time. I'm glad you brought that up because I gotten really into EXO. That was probably the first like big fandom. I've like made friends through EXO, like the early EXO years that I'm still friends with, like mm. you know, ten plus years on. Like, and the wait between I think there was like a whole year gap from their first album to the new one, and we were just fucking waiting and waiting and waiting, and then. Any old EXO stand will remember the Wolf demo leak. Hey, The wolf demo had leaked and we heard it and we were like oh no oh fuck it. no what the <laughs> shit what is this what is happening and then it came out and it was even worse than we could have possibly imagined <laughs> <laughs> it's just Ooh. dreadful yeah if you've but ever been disappointed for a comeback um think of the people that heard mama and history and were like oh my god this group's amazing and then they came out with wolf like <laughs> it was you haven't been disappointed until you've seen that you know <laughs> Yeah, that was my first taste of <laughs> bitter <laughs> disappointment in a group, but um, first of many. But um, thankfully, they followed up with Growl. shortly thereafter so yeah 
And even if you peel back all the layers of my K-pop onion, I'm still an EXO <laughs> fan underneath. So Excellent. We'll see how the comeback goes. Yeah, if it ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this this comeback's been on the on the table for like how many years now? Well, they said, and they said that they were supposed to be filming three music videos, and then Kai surprise enlisted. So I guess. <laughs> Because of Ravi. Thank you, Vix. Because of Ravi. Hey. So, anyway. Excellent. So, I guess we can move on to the next phase. Okay. Of the journey, which I think you and I can both relate to very much. Mm-hmm. Um, the second wave of groups I kind of got into were the ones that were already established and had been around for a couple of years. The Teen Tops. The shinies. that whole crew of people and i remember listening to the chaser for the first time and thinking holy shit this is one of the best songs i've ever heard in my life You had that. Everyone's had that moment with the chaser. (laughs) The first time you hear the chaser, it's like life changing. And then I remember listening to the rest of the album and being like, oh, fuck, the rest of this album's not very good. Are they a good group or what? So I didn't get into them right away. Um, But it took a little while. I think Infinite H had come out. Special, 
yeah. early 2013, I think, Infinite Age had come out, and I remember I only knew who Myungsu was at the time, or L, because I'd watched Shut Up Flower Boy Band. So I learned the rest of them, and then I was like, okay, let me give Infinite another chance. And that started the long-standing journey. I think Infinite is still my favorite K-pop group of all time. Still hey. the best boy group that you will ever find in terms of talent, in terms of, you know, discography, and, you know, in terms of variety show content, you won't find a better group. I just think they were one of the last groups from, well, from this era and even from the new era to come out that really were true all-arounders. I think. And so I wanted to choose like we could have talked about the chaser, but I wanted to pick a lesser known song that I don't think many people are that into, but I think it is indicative of their discography as a whole, and that's the last Romeo. Okay, here we go, last Romeo.
What a song, Last Romeo. Even though you and I disagree on many things, oh, the yes. one common thread that always brings us together is how good Infinite is. Yeah, I, I, and, we say this, but then I feel like we disagreed a lot less back when this song came out. Like, True. It's only like the last five-ish years that we've really disagreed on a lot of stuff. Because back yeah. in the day, music was just better, and you just liked it because it was good. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's so true. And like this sent me down a rabbit hole of revisiting these the boy groups from this era and like groups that just never got their due like uh, another one that you and i both enjoy uh zaya incredible <laughs> so good and they suffered from you know shit company syndrome and all of that but they had mm. some absolute bangers and when your your competition is like infinite beast teen top you know like what are you gonna do and you, and like the big boys are like exo big bang like it was just so stacked back then yeah and it, it was unfortunate because the K-pop landscape was so less saturated back then than it is now, but it was still just like the competition was even crazier mm. still. But with Infinite, I think they were the first group I ever saw like live where I had like an incredible concert experience. Like I've seen many groups live, but Infinite, I've seen them two, three times, two or three times. And it was just incredible every time. They're the only group where I got lucky enough to, like, you know, when they sometimes they come out and they, like, throw things at the audience and whatever. Oh, yeah. And I, I still have, I caught, like, a little bear plushy thing that I still have uh, <laughs> from the first show. And then the second concert I saw them, um, we were, like, three rows back. And we were, like, you know, we could, like, touch everybody and, like, do high fives and stuff. And they came out of the audience and it was just, like a real like true concert experience with the live band and you know obviously they were singing live and it was just really really incredible stuff so those memories always kind of stick out for me yeah you're and very I, lucky i just if anybody if you ever get a chance like god forbid like or god hoping god willing that they go on another tour someday you absolutely go see them if you can yeah um anyone in the uk if they ever go again i'm going so uh, meet me there <laughs> if they ever tour here again I don't know if they will but now they have their own company there's a decent shot and I'm praying with a resurgence like I know Teen Top's going through a lot of drama right now but they're mm. still allegedly having a comeback soon and Infinite is brewing things so hopefully with the resurgence of all of these older groups coming back we'll see an album soon hopefully yeah. old I groups that... please just keep your sound we don't want you to modernize it. We like what yeah, you no. were. We don't like what currently is, you know? <laughs> I mean, you're fueling, you're fueling your, you know, revitalized career off of the nostalgia for what, you know, it was. There's nothing wrong with an updated sound, but, like, you know, keep like Kara, you know? They, they put out at a great, a great, you know, 
15-year album that was updated for them, but still really them. So, you know, hopefully it'll be the same for everybody else. I mean, i got to disagree on that one, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it? Oh, no, I loved that no, cover I album. I hated that. Really that. that single had such terrible production that I was just like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> Did. I thought it was fun. There was a B-side, I think, on there. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a lot. I just I found it incredible that you can, like, modernize your sound by making everything sound worse than it used to. <laughs> like, how is that modernizing? That's just making it worse. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, away from my rants on how bad fourth-gen production is. Back to the second-gen. Um, yes. Speaking of Kara... Um, I am not just a boy group stan. I also am a fan of a lot of girl groups. Um, surprising. Shocking, even. Uh, I find that I even listen to girl groups more often than boy groups, like, in general, just listening to them. Um, and the biggest girl group that I have ever loved, and still love to this day, um, would be Sistar. And... This was one of those things, like, one of these groups that nobody ever tells you about. Like, you kind of just had to, I had to find them on my own. Because (laughs) I think when you get into K-pop, everyone kind of, especially back then, you really took three roads. You either were, like, the YG, the JYP, the SM. So a lot of your first findings would be, like, I had friends who were either into SNSD, or they were into Wonder Girls, or they were into To Anyone. Mm -hmm. And none of those groups really resonated with me at all. Um, SNSD later on would. Um, I would, like, go on a freaking bender and binge their entire discography. But <laughs> <laughs> the group that really stuck for me was Sistar. And the song I chose uh, was Shake It. I know you're going to get copyright claimed, so we're going to play something else. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everybody. Uh, last time I, I edited... Um shake it into the last video for Alex's one, and then I got fucking claimed, and they blocked my video, so uh, we're doing I Swear instead.
Hey, sisters, I swear. Gosh, Gachi, this is even pervier than I remember it being, this video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely forgot about the long, bro, butt one-shot. I, I was like, oh, I remembered yeah. the butt one-shot. I did not remember <laughs> the, like, random zoom-ins on butt when they're shopping in the supermarket. Or, like, the random <laughs> close-up of boobs when they're in the swimming pool. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh. Okay, this cameraman had the awuga eyes the whole time he was filming this. <laughs> the literal only bright side is that at least they're all grown women. Yes, we love women. And we that love was women. part of part of the uh, the conversation that I wanted to have here with this one was because even still, like back then, like I was saying with like Infinite and Teen Top and all those guys, like the girl groups of that era is just so. Again, like, all around my age, like, all just, like, fully grown adults, like, you know, like, strong women, like, gorgeous women, like, emphasis on women. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just putting out, like, really great stuff and, you know, like, the Karas. Tiaras. And secrets. I went through listening to a bunch of different songs from that era and I just miss it. I'll have to yeah. post a link to this like second gen girl group um, playlist that I found that is just incredible. Super fun. But I just miss the era of, you know, girl groups being relatable for me, I think. <laughs> um, because I do like I, you know, as a woman, I do. I want to support women and I want to, you know see them succeed and you know sister was one of the few groups that i thought was fun on variety for me they were kind of in the k-pop sphere you know you're never really allowed to show your true self obviously but i think them for me they were the closest to being like you know snarky with people and <laughs> you know not afraid to bite back against the like the old crotchety mcs of shows at that time you know like you know Kara's Guri as well like those type of women who would just you know be themselves and yeah. they obviously had a really good group dynamic they loved each other very much because they're still hanging out even though they don't have to <laughs> um, so I think that was why I think they stuck in my rotation for so long and it was also my first 
my first taste of disbandment. Mm. They were the first group that I really, really loved that announced a disbandment. And that to me like was like kind of heartbreaking at the time because it was the first time I'd ever gone through that. And to my favorite girl group ever too. So it was like, you know, people make fun of, you know, fans forgetting emotional about these kinds of things, but it was, you know, a little bit heartbreaking to see a group that you love and that you followed for a long time, like decide to break up. But I think I got really lucky in the fact that they did, they were one of the few groups to do like a, a like a goodbye tour as mm. it was like performing on shows and doing all of their hits and like releasing a goodbye single. And one of the few disbandments I thought that was handled really well. So Definitely. at least I could take comfort in that. And that the fact that they, still care about each other and still you know i think we probably will see a sister album in the future so that's mm -hmm. at least comforting yeah i could see that happening definitely they ended it about as nicely as you could expect a group to end it you know <laughs> particularly yeah. bearing in mind that most of the second gen got silent disbandments <laughs> so <laughs> it was quite some nice that they actually got something you know <laughs> some of them for years later and we're just like so whatever happened to fx y'all <laughs> never still technically not disbanded because <laughs> sm didn't give a fuck about anything to do with them but i'll write about that another day yeah that's that's another one that's a little yeah. rough to handle but yeah i just miss we just miss women in this house <laughs> yes yes we do i think that's the difference though is that back then the girl groups gave off women energy whereas now they give off girls energy and so yeah, people but... like us who are getting old are like uh what is this i don't want children around here what is going on <laughs> like i just i just yeah. miss women that sound like women you know yeah and i know there's a lot of discussion that can be had about sexy concepts in general and how mm -hmm. you know women are treated and objectified in the industry and that kind of thing um but you know it's weird to see how the shift in like concepts and the generational shift in with girl groups and boy groups too like how nobody's done a sexy concept in years which is good because it is a lot of younger kids but it's just like at the same time how much more like teen crush mean girl high school bully energy <laughs> can we take until we move on to something else like yeah. there's so many more there's so many more concepts that women are capable of that they just never get the opportunity to do because a lot of the times it's pigeonholed into sexy cute girl crush that's it like yeah. where are the i would love a woman horror concept or a girl yeah. like you know Purple Kiss kind of does that a little bit here and there, but I mean, like, you know, or a cyberpunk or, a, you know, just uh, there's other things that we can do with women, and I'm still <laughs> waiting for it. But yeah, they always know, seem to think that they have great. to sit under those umbrellas of the main ones being cute, girl crush, sexy. And it's like, no, you can do like actually interesting ones too, you know? <laughs> we used to have a lot of those. I know we don't anymore, but. Yeah, it's frustrating, yeah, definitely. I truly miss the era of concepts, and I think that was something I wanted to touch on with Vix, but I kind of forgot until just now. But <laughs> the, the the whole comeback era being a like a concept, because Vix used to do 
um, like full blown concepts. Like when they would get ready to drop a comeback, the whole Twitter would change. Like for Voodoo, <laughs> it got overrun by like a Voodoo doll, and it would be like this whole storyline. Or like with Error, all their social medias would start glitching and like shit. You know, they would, it was just more creative, I think. Mm. And I miss like storyline MVs and like you know just more concepts. Like, oh, God, will we ever get another? MVs. Will we ever get another Seo and Gook? <laughs> with was Dasam in that video too? I think she was. Um, uh, the please don't. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, well, okay, well. Sam Gook was in the video. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is K Will? <laughs> I haven't heard from him in a long before. time. <laughs> K Will. Many, wow, many years. I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah, it's truly. <laughs> I do. Oh, God. Yeah. What, when was that era that was all of the like story ambies? It must have been around the same kind of time we were talking about with. Um, Earlier on, with like 2013, 2012 type of time, run right when you it had must like. Have been. Please don't and one shot. My name one. Nilly Lily Mambo and all that stuff. Yeah, if you want true emotional damage, I know we've talked about this a million times, but if you want true emotional damage, my name's... Oh, I forget what it was called. But the my name, <laughs> I think it... You'll know, because it's probably the first one that comes I'll up. I'll be able to like find this. it when I'm editing. I can't remember it right now, but I will put it in. Yeah, it's like this incredible epic, and... Oh, baby, I'm sorry. Thank you, Ian. That's the one, yeah. Go on, Ian. <laughs> Thank you, Angel. Um... Yeah, holy shit. That dude's just like dying and trying to reach his phone. His yeah. phone. 
we always uh, make that joke like boy groups just don't shoot each other like they used to. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these. I've always, I always love the meme of like, um, you think your boys are hard. Wait until they're until half of them are dead in the MV. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know true hard. You know? Yeah, gravity's like room, 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 skirting, and then all of a sudden they all the die in a car crash. <laughs> Oh god. Oh. Yeah, M Black's This it. Is War, definitely one of my favorites. Even infinite, infinite's um. Oh, back. back. Where they all get the beat the shit out of, yeah. (laughs) But they couldn't use like real weapons, so Sung Jong's just like beating some dude with an umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) That's my weapon of choice. Everyone else has skateboards and wood four by fours. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I love. I think in back is the one where they fade out and a guy's doing like a jump punch at someone (laughs) at the end of it. (laughs) It looks so silly. Uh, no, if you're gonna be super hard dramatic boy groups, then fucking commit, goddammit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> God, what a time. Well, speaking of extremely not dramatic boy groups, um, my next pick is a shift into kind of the new era. Um, mm-hmm. This is like a weird between time from, you know... The Infinites, the Teen Tops, and all of that pre, like, you know, Stray Kids and, you know, the fourth gen. I mm-hmm. think Astro is technically third gen still. I'm not, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, how these they were. debuted long enough ago, I think. Um, but this was a group that I was a little late on. I still had come into them on their first, um, their first song but a lot of my friends were already kind of into them before i had kind of gotten on board and i remember um wanting to see the choreography to this song and because i'd seen a performance like watching a random music show and i was like oh the choreography is cool let me check out the dance practice for this and then i just went down like you said like we you go down these rabbit holes and i (laughs) spent like the whole night like i'm not joking hours watching astro content watching you know pre-debut videos and like because they used to do all of these gorilla style like busking performances and things like that oh nice and i just like remember 
Ben Sheng, who's in the chat, she's my friend Angel, she's one of my like closest friends in the world. Oh. Um, I remember they were they woke up the next morning and all of a sudden I knew everybody's name and you know, <laughs> the positions and who they were <laughs> and the whole plot history. And they were like, okay, well, I'm glad you're finally on fucking board here. So it was always a memory for me. So this is Astro's Hide and Seek. And you can start it probably about 45 seconds in, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I see where it starts. You're good. Okay. Astro's Hide and Seek. Here we go. Absolute banger. Let's go. go, 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 go. Hide and seek. What a choreography. Love it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what got me because obviously I'm a choreography ho. I love a good dance. 
And this group had just come out of the gate, like, blazing. Like, Rocky... <sighs> a, a small rant. Rocky is one of the most talented idols in this entire fucking industry. And nobody cares. But, you know... <laughs> He's the only idol who claims to be able to do a pirouette and can actually do one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's so incredible. Like, I, you know, shoved that Jinjin and Rocky dance practice in everyone's faces. And I was like, look, if this man can dance his ass off and sing live, then you can do it, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn it. So, but yeah, um, Astro just truly special. At the time, they were one of the only groups doing like a cuter boy group concept. I think it fit their age. It fit, you know, it was good for them at the time. Um, they were doing a little bit of concepts. Like they, they were doing really creative and fun music videos at the time. I thought breathless was like really fun. How they were like all like oh, little yeah. soda bottles. And Eugene was like, Eugene was like playing around with them and stuff. And that was like really cute. And um, <clears throat> they kind of, I kind of wanted to take this section of my journey to kind of talk a little bit about comfort groups. Mm. I think because, like I said, it is a little bit, you know, odd to most people who aren't into K-pop that you could feel such a connection to a group that they would help you through difficult times, I think. And I don't know what it is about this particular album and this like section of my life, but it always brings back really nostalgic feelings whenever I listen to this song or whenever I listen to like anything off of this mini album just reminds me of a very specific time in life. And uh, there are a lot of groups like that for people um, where you hear songs and you hear albums or you watch performances and you just... You know, it gives you a little bit of respite from whatever you're going through. And I think Astro was one of those groups for me, mm. um, which is why I know uh, with Moonbin's passing and everything, it was really hard. Like, it was really, really difficult at the time, you know, and it still is. Like, I'll still be watching videos and just get, like, just this, like, really awful feeling in my chest because I just, you know, it's hard to explain to someone why losing a person you don't even know like affects you in such a way mm. but you know these people mean things to us in a way you yeah, know definitely. and it's it is parasocial in certain aspects but i think at least for us who are a little bit older we can kind of you know separate you know reality and you know the yeah. parasocial nature of k-pop but it's still interesting to see how that affects you because i don't tend to get very emotional about things in general i'm just not that kind of a person but when moonbin passed it just hit me so hard and i just wanted to kind of pay tribute to him and to astro and like how great they were as a group and how much they meant to me personally mm. um yeah, so unfortunately, more and more people inside of K-pop can relate. 
as as yeah. the years go by. You know, Jonghyun hit a lot of people very hard. Yeah, Jonghyun was really rough. Yeah, Jonghyun was very rough. Sully was extremely rough. Mm-hmm. Hara, of Hara. course. Like, there's been so many. Unfortunately, it just keeps happening. It's and no one wants to change anything, so it will keep happening. Unfortunately, but um, I think most people inside of K-pop, at least for the last ten years, can relate. Um, unfortunately, yeah. people outside will refuse to relate, despite the fact that they'll lose it when, like, Princess Diana dies or whatever. Oh well, whoever else dies exactly. has never they've never met, and they have no reason to care about. But you know, they'll have a go if it's a pop star, obviously. But <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think everyone in, in K-pop can relate at least. And yeah, it's just it's tough, and I think it is. You know, it's sad when anybody dies. You know, but it's also just a little bit more home hitting when it is like a suicide i think or mm. you know trigger warning for anybody who's sensitive to this kind of stuff sorry i just um but yeah it's just because you see these groups like i'd say got seven is another one of those groups for me found when i was in a really difficult time in my life and you sometimes like these things are the only things that kind of can give you any semblance of joy Mm -hmm. and so when you feel kind of helpless in a way where you can't give back you know like you feel like oh shit like they were so loved and so cherished and we couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. to help you know so it's kind of you know that sort of it's just rough to deal with, but I think it, you know, it's good to talk about it and it's good to like, you know, like normalize that these kind of reactions are okay. And it's okay to feel things when stuff happens in K-pop, no matter how, you know, fun and, you know, goofy you may think. And I think it's good to be careful of words as well. Like so many people are so quick to jump into the mentions of, you know, idols or in their instagrams and just say things and you think that there's no consequences to that kind of stuff like yeah and i just wish that we could all be kinder to each other you know would be nice but uh judging by some of the (laughs) comments you see around it's probably not going to get much better but you know yeah we we can hope people will pay attention and actually stop being shit but i don't think that's ever really going to happen in the human race unfortunately Yeah. Given the opportunity, people will be shit because people equal shit. (laughs) But, you know, uh, that's where we are. Fun. That is indeed. But, yeah. So I just wanted to pay a little tribute to them because I love them very much. And I hope that they continue to thrive on their own. Or if they decide to do music again, that, you know, they do it on their own terms. Definitely. I, Um, I think they're all too wonderful to let it go to waste yeah i'm glad you addressed comfort groups as well because i'm pretty sure most of you listening and watching can probably think of an artist who's helped you through some pretty horrible times i know i definitely can mm-hmm. and i think it's very important to uh to pay tribute to those people when you get a chance you know so for me obviously i should do that epic hi thank you you've helped me through a lot but yeah That's very um, true. i guess we should move on right to your final pick Yep. And from a wonderful 
cute, fun, bright group to oh, banging pots and pans together and shouting <laughs> into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> Back to regularly scheduled gachi programming. Here we go. <laughs> This is where the stereotype comes from, even yep. though it's not true. Um, also, I'd like to point out, I do love KR&B as well. I would like for you to smash cut in some Dean right here. Very gladly. Um, because we're praying for that man to come back. Um, DPR Ian. BB. So Yoon girl that did that song with RM. Oh my god. Check out your local indie artists because they're also very good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so back to the noise. Um, <laughs> my current era has unfortunately moved into being a Stray Kids stan. <coughs> um, and I figured that I've already talked about, I've talked about um, God's Menu on here and I've talked about Backdoor. And I've talked about pretty much everything that's come out, but I wanted to pick a representative song for them still their best song i think um and i chose miro mm. stray kids miro uh you can also start this about 50 minutes in because the intro is long <laughs> as fuck 50 minutes in <laughs> no 50 50 seconds 50 seconds <laughs> we'll just skip it. it it's fine like, we can do that just skip the whole thing <laughs> <Skip> the whole <laughs> <laughs> all right we're all good let's do it uh stray kids miro here we go
Hey, Stray Kids, Miro, straight back with the Noise Boys. You know it had to happen. Noise Boys, TM. (laughs) (laughs) Allow me to make a shit K-pop joke while I'm here. Uh, Why do boy group songs get better when people make whoo sounds in them? Why does that always happen? We had had this, we had uh, fucking Big Star's Hot Boy. We had, uh, <laughs> we had DGNA's Rilla go. Like, come on, who noises oh just make God, sounds Rilla. better? Oh. <laughs> Rilla Go is an absolute all-timer. Come on now. I will, I, will, oh, yeah. I will man this ship until it's down. 
That is a song I have not heard thought of in a long time. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, back to Miro. But yeah, you know how much I love Stray Kids, and it was not always the stan life for me with Stray Kids. It took a really long time because I think as a Got Seven um, stan for a very long time, Got Seven was like my favorite group for you know their whole career, basically. You know, JYP putting out a new group, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want these little kids. I don't, whatever. <laughs> and they were, like, young at the time. And it just, you know, it took so long for me to get into them. I think halfway because they were just too young and it, the music wasn't doing anything for me. And another part of it was the one guy. I just did not like him. There was just something about him I just didn't like. All the stuff I would watch, I was like, Ugh, this guy just ugh, gives me the creeps. I don't like it. And then it turned out that he was terrible. <laughs> Not saying God. I have a sixth sense, but sometimes I, I'm a good judge of character. This um, would really help so if the... I could identify which one was which in Stray Kids. <laughs> 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 Outside of like two or three of them that I know of. Nah. I was going to say he's the one that looks like a potato, but they all kind of <laughs> did at this time. <laughs> <laughs> None of them look like Shrek, though. That's the issue, Ghost TV. <laughs> I'm looking for Shrek, and I'm not seeing him. Shrek's um, in the recording studio at SM anyway. I've been saying this for ages. <laughs> he's swamping it up back there. In the swampity swamp. He's in the Espa building. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they kicked him out. And then, honestly, it rearranged their whole career trajectory. Like, they started putting out music that, you know, felt more them. It, you know, they surely were always kind of behind their own music. But I think they finally found their own identity with, like, God's Menu. Do, do, do. Backdoor. And it kind of put them on a path that gave them a real direction. And um, then I just kind of got into them. I don't know if it was long-haired Hyunjin or what <laughs> <laughs> rearranged my brain chemistry but um yeah we just and Ben Shang and Ghost TV and chat they're my friends obviously they're my of actual course. friends um, they're the Stray Kids gang like we traveled to Seattle to see them together in you know this is the first time I've ever traveled for a group so mm -hmm. thanks to them I got to experience brand new cities that I'd never been in before and, um, you know, we just saw them at their stadium encore show, which was crazy. Um, I've seen, like, I've seen BTS in a stadium before and it was fine, but I, you know, they've never been like my favorite group, but getting to see like Stray Kids, like this group that we, you know, had seen in smaller venues and things like that and seeing them at KCON and stuff. And seeing them perform in just like a huge stadium with all these fucking people it was just crazy it was so fun and so thrilling and stray kids has given me a lot of great memories with people that i love very very much like we mm. were just talking about how we saw them at kcon in 2019 and 
<clears throat> I didn't give a shit about them back then. Like I was just like, whatever, we don't care. But it's a memory that we always have because we can think back on it and be like, oh shit, remember that time we did see Stray Kids before <laughs> we even got into them? <laughs> so it was, you know, and that KCON in 2019 was crazy. I don't know. Have you ever been to a K-pop convention, Dig? Um, probably not at the scale of KCON. They did like, there's been like, I went to the London Korean Festival in 2015, uh, <laughs> but like the only K-pop K-pop artist you would have known there was FX. Uh, so I saw them. Oh, yeah. But um, other than that, I did feel Korea in 2017, which was like four different groups, but it's not to the same st- scale of KCON. We don't have that type of thing here, really. I guess I did my festival, which is the closest thing you'd get to that, but. Yeah, nothing like KCON happens here, unfortunately. It's just like, and I I wish that it would, because I think everybody needs to kind of have that experience if you're into K-pop. It just builds so many memories. And like, I think I've I've been to KCON every year since 2013. And it started off with me and one of my friends, just the two of us by ourselves. And then slowly over time, I met people there, you know, that I'm still friends with now and that we see that we would see every year that we would go back. And I met Astro at one KCON, like just randomly they were just walking by and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Nice. It's fucking Astro. Um, and then we, you know, we met in flying, um, that one year we got potatoes banned from KCON. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <legacy> story. <laughs> we got nice. potatoes banned from KCON. The OG light stick. They didn't have a light stick at the time, so we <laughs> fucking crafted some ourselves, and we made hot potatoes. Like, I almost did hot potatoes, one of my other songs, but yeah, so Stray Kids is kind of tied to that, you know, experience, the the community of people and, you know, building friends and friendships that last for a lifetime, like, off of groups that, you know, are part of your experience, and I think that that's really special. and. I think, you know, as we are getting older and groups are starting to debut that we can't really relate to, I think Stray Kids is probably going to be one of my last stops, I think, you know, as in terms of being into a group in the way that you, like, get excited about watching content or get excited about comebacks and, you know, Mm. pre-order albums and, you know, all of that shenanigans. Mm. I think they're probably going to be... One of the last ones that is really there because a lot of the newer groups, like you said, it's harder and harder to find good music. Um, And when you do, a lot of the times it's sung by 14-year-olds. And I just, (laughs) (laughs) like, I love Triple S. I will play, you know, Triple S songs until, you know, the end of time. But I'm not probably, like, I'm not going to, like, watch their videos or, you know. Maybe I'll go see them if they're performing at a festival or something. I'm not like go to a concert or like collect their photo cards and you know do all of that kind of stuff. I just yeah, you can't have the same personal connection. Yeah, you can still get into the music, but the whole like enjoying that person. <clears throat> Sorry, that person is not really there as much. Yeah, because there's just less and less you can relate to, and I think too that Stray Kids is one of the last. I don't know what it is about boy groups, but they, you know, they have a really good um, chemistry together. They're really fun to watch. You know, they seem to genuinely enjoy being together. You know, we mm-hmm. can never truly know, but from what we know, what we can see anyway. 
So I think, you know, it's just kind of an end marker, I think, on a journey um, yeah. that has been over a decade long at this point. So mm -hmm. I thought it was a good last one to talk about. <laughs> Fair enough. They're there, there to represent all the noise boys as well, of course. Yeah, and there's still music and there's still fun to be had in the genre. And, you know, there's still great new groups debuting and things like that. But it's just we transition into something new and we transition into something different. And, you know, we like things a lot less than we used to. Maybe yeah. or we just like it a lot differently, you know? <laughs> Because sure. that's a conversation that we always have here is like um, getting older and <laughs> being nostalgic for the old days. Yeah. You don't want to end up being that like 40 something that's looking at this like like a new jeans and being like a super fan, do you? That just doesn't give off the right impression, you know? No. no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely can relate <laughs> to being a little bit more distant now. <laughs> Yeah, nothing wrong with if you want to listen listen to whoever you want. And I've seen, you know, older people at concerts and stuff. And if it's fun for you, it's fun for you. But, you know, the line has to be there in a way. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, great way to end your journey, I'd say. That's where we're at now. Stray Kids and not a lot else. Yeah, Stray Kids and not a lot else. <laughs> fun. <laughs> It's going to be but interesting still... to see where everyone ends their journeys when we're doing these shows with each regular. Because I feel like yeah, some cause... of them are way more optimistic than we are now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm very interested to see. I think this has been such a great idea, Diggy, by the way. I think this is, you know, wonderful just to see because everyone's journey is so different and everybody's yeah. taste is so different. And like groups just mean different things to different people and different eras. and. Some people got into K-pop a year ago. Some people got in 10 years ago. So it just, it's definitely a fun little case study, I think. Yeah. Spe speaking of uh, 10 years ago, I should probably say while I'm on the show, anyone who wants to be the, take the host slash interviewer spot for when I have to do my origin story, uh, let me know because I'm aiming to do that in August because that will mark 10 years since I really got super into K-pop. So... Anyone who wants to be the interviewer, let me know, and uh, we can work that out. I mean, yeah, unless somebody else wants to, you know, I can always find to start talking shit. So you know, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm loving learning everyone what everyone came from in terms of K-pop and uh, and kind of getting more of an idea of what everyone liked. So I'll keep doing these as much as people want to do them. You know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's a really interesting series, and I think it's, you know, very insightful, I think, because mm. I, I just like learning about other people as well. I think it's a fun thing. Um, and I'm very excited for regular shows as well, because I can't wait to hear your opinions on some of the new stuff that has dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be fun this week. <laughs> oh, boy, there's been some good ones. Has there? <laughs> I mean, good for me. Good for content, too. I suppose. Yeah, probably. Probably. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, I guess we'll close off your origin story there. Uh, so, audio listeners, that's the end of the podcast. 
see you on the next one. I have no idea when this is going to be posted, so I won't pretend to know when the next show is going to be. Yeah. But yeah. Again, thank you for having me, and thank you so, so much for thinking of me and for taking time out of a day that you don't usually record to fit me in. I really appreciate it. When are we ever going to not think about you, Gachi? Come on. You're integral around this place. I make we sure need you. You guys got to stay updated on the nonsense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to be the, the yin to my yang, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got to be done. <laughs> Somebody's got to contradict a little bit, you know? And Ian yeah. can't hold up the boy group mantle all on his own, you know? Exactly. It's too much burden for one man, you know? So... <laughs> You've got to be here fighting the good fight for all your noise boys while I'm going, it's terrible, it's rubbish, I hate them. You can you can keep telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> and eventually, you know, we'll reach a common understanding on things. <laughs> yeah, when Infinite comes back, hopefully. Oh, God, if it's bad, I'm going to be broken. <laughs> nah, me too, dude. <laughs> Just give up. Have a cry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if that's bad and Teen Top's bad and Nine Muses is bad, oh, I'm giving up. I'm out <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I'm just gonna shut down. Just, just shut down the Twitch. We're done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done. It's over. Someone else has to host now. See ya. <laughs> God. He joins the graveyard that Steven is currently playing. Yeah, <laughs> get into flesh and blood. <laughs> Start doing that. <laughs> is that what he's doing these days? He did that flesh and blood YouTube channel, didn't he? I don't know if he still does it, but. He was into that. Uh, you could always come back to Genshin Impact, Diggy. There's mm. always room for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to do Honkai Impact, or whatever it's called. Honkai, what is it, Star Rail? That's the one. Oh, are you going to play Star Rail? At Fun. some point. It's I want to, but I have so many other things to play that I kind of, I'm like, eh, I'll put it off. It's not on PlayStation yet, so I can't try it. And I'm mm. still in, I'm still new to Genshin, so I'm still doing the grind every day, so. Oh, God fun <laughs> once you reach end game that will that will stop pretty sharpish <laughs> <laughs> once i run out of quests for sure yeah yeah uh but enjoy it while it lasts it's great while it lasts it's just once you I hit will. end game you're like right there's nothing to do i'm out <laughs> at least for me but yeah uh i will let you get going gachi because i don't want to take any more of your time you've already given oh, yeah, so I much got, i got gravity tickets to buy at two o'clock so <laughs> Ooh, okay exciting <laughs> well we got concert tickets already but we got pictures with the group members to buy you know what i'm saying oh yes get some kind of make sure you bring some kind of car themed accessory so you can make them do a room skirt when you get a picture okay oh man if only i could get i need to find a t-shirt <laughs> i need to make a t-shirt that just says vroom 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 skirt <laughs> yeah. and wear yes. that <laughs> to the concert make sure to tell them they need to go back to the vroom skirt concept <laughs> and no, then no, no, we'll no. all be happy again <laughs> I like the I like the fun. Let them have fun. The music's so good right you now. You can have fun while room skirting. Come on now. <laughs> I need stupid back in my life. Okay, yeah, this is the one time you advocate for the noise boys. It's Because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not gonna advocate for vroom, 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 skirt? Like come on. I don't care what you skirt. <laughs> <laughs> They're all about the girt. <laughs> Well, on that note, I'm going to girt out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good luck. Good luck with the broom skirt, boys. And uh, Bye, Diggy. I'll Thank talk you. to you later. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. God, what a person, eh? What a person. <laughs> we love the gatch. Can't, say, can't get enough of the gatch, you know? <laughs> <laughs>